You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Jeremiah chapter 12 wants you to look at the first five verses of the Bible, please, tonight. Chapter 12, verse 1. Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee, yet let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they that they happy that deal very treacherously? Thou hast planted them, yea, they have taken root, they grow, yea, they bring forth fruit. Thou art near in their mouth and far from their reins. But thou, Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long shall the land mourn and, and the herbs of every field wither for the wickedness of them that dwell therein? The beasts are consumed and the birds because they said, he shall not see our, our last end. Now, I'm going to read another verse in a minute. We're going to go back and look at these for a second. But I want to pray. I want to tell you a little story before I pray. Long ago, in the medieval type days, in the Roman Empire type days, there would be people, that, there, there would still be parts of the earth that had not been charted. Places on the planet where people had not explored and had not gone to. And so when the people making the maps would make the maps and there would be territory that was uncharted that they'd never been to, they would oftentimes put a phrase on there. And the phrase that they would often put in Latin was hic sunt leonis. Now that may not mean anything to you for all of you that speak Latin in here. So I'm sure that's most of you Bible scholars here to this, uh, this evening. But you can see it on maps if you look them up. It was a phrase that was indicating that we don't really know what's there. Maybe we, we've glimpsed into it. We've seen some things there, but, but no one has had the bravery to press on into that area. But what the phrase translates to is there be lions. And on the map, what they would put is this is an area that, that no one's been to that we don't really know a lot about. And so they would put, there be lions. That's an interesting phrase. But here's the thing that I want to share with you. Somebody did go. Somebody did go to where the lions were. Somebody did go to the place that, that no one else wanted to go to. Someone did go and someone braved it. Father, I pray that you'd bless the message tonight, brief message, may it be a help to, our, to the folks that are here. Thank you for these wonderful young people. What a great spirit. What great churches they come from. I know many of their churches and their leaders, and I'm so grateful for them. Bless this message. Help me not to get in your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Look, if you would, again, at Jeremiah. This message comes right in the middle of God giving a message to the people of Judah. And Jeremiah is speaking in the first four verses here. And in chapter 11, there were some men from a city called Anathoth that were trying to kill Jeremiah. Jeremiah was from a city called Anathoth. His own hometown people were trying to murder him. And so Jeremiah goes to God and look what he says in verse one. He says, righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee, yet let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Jeremiah was a great man. I love Jeremiah. I've, I've studied through the book of Jeremiah. And, and you know what he's saying though is, God, you're, you're wonderful. You're awesome. But, but let me, I, I need to have a talk with you, God. And you think, Jeremiah, what are you talking about? 
And so for four verses, Jeremiah maybe complains a little bit. Anybody complain on the bus ride up here? You're a bunch of liars. No one raised their hand. Point to someone that complained on the bus ride up here, okay? Just point at them, all right? You're not even doing that. Okay. We're not a bunch of narcs in here. Okay. So Jeremiah speaks for four verses, but look at verse five. This is God's reply to Jeremiah. And get the thought. God says to Jeremiah, if thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace, wherein thou trusteth, they weary thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? What was the message? God was saying, Jeremiah, you think it's bad now. If you can't handle a couple people trying to kill you, what are you gonna do later when it gets real tough, Jeremiah? Now, I live in Long Beach. We are a mile and a half from Compton. There have been plenty of people trying to murder people right around our street in our city, and there have, there have been many that have been successful at it. And Jeremiah, if you're not willing to take the hard stuff now, how, how are you going to handle it when bigger things come your way? And what he was saying is, Jeremiah, you've got a lot more that you're going to have to endure. And you better be ready for this. It's not time to cower in fear. It's time to be brave and it's time to be bold. But notice in this passage, there are three levels of adversity. Did you see them there? You know two of them. Well, let's look at it. At verse number, uh, chapter 12, verse five. If thou hast run with the footmen, these people trying to kill Jeremiah, those, that was a little deal. It wasn't a big deal. It was a little deal to, to God anyway. And when you think about a biblical times military and an old school type military, you think about guys that are on foot with their spears, you know, marching down and everything. And then you think about guys on horses. And the guys on horses are a lot more dangerous than the normal guy walking. I remember uh, I was a basketball coach for several years. Wasn't a good one, but I was. And this guy was my basketball coach right here in high school. That's my youth pastor for the Cobranet right there. So I will tell you many stories if you pay me. And actually, he has, a, he has a lot more stories about me, so I better be careful. But I remember having our guys run. I would have our guys run a whole bunch, like all the time. We, we, they were running. I say we, it wasn't we, it was they. They were running. And I remember a couple of times I was like, come on guys, it's only 30 laps. Just, just get the 30 laps done. And so, I, you know, I'm gonna run with you. And I'd run about a lap or two. And I'm thinking, why am I doing this? You guys run these 28 laps. Come on, I could do it, but I don't want to. I couldn't keep up with the high schoolers. We had a guy in our church. We have a lot of athletic people down where we are. A lot of the major athletes you see in sports came from our area. And, uh, and, and not, from, not from the co team I coached, but you know, from, from other teams down there. And we had a guy in our youth department graduate. He went to Paramount High School down there, which is where Brandon Jennings, a lot of these other famous athletes, if you don't know that name and everything, basketball players went. And I remember this guy was, he was 6'3". He could dunk, he could guard, he could, play, he could shoot, he could rebound, he could do everything. He was one of those guys, like when you, he guards you, you're like, stop it, Kevin, get away from me. You know, I want to be able to play this game. He was amazing, one of the best athletes I've ever played with. And he couldn't even make it on a college team in our area. And I'm thinking, if I can't hang with Kevin because he's so good, I'm not gonna probably make it to the NBA if I can't even hang with Kevin. 
Jeremiah, if you're running with the footmen and you can't keep up, how are you going to deal with the big boys? How are you going to handle that? Because life only gets tougher. I don't mean to be the, the bearer of bad news, but life gets tougher as you go. And if, hey, if you've watched the news or you keep track of things, it looks like things are going to be tough for a while. And people throw in the towel when it gets tough. There's the first level. And I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. There's footmen. But secondly, look what it says. If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the what? Horses. How many of you like horses? They are delicious, aren't they? Oh my. So good. I'm kidding. My daughter would be so mad at me. My daughter for Father's Day yesterday, we have a cat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I felt I have to apologize every time I say that. We have a cat. I'm sorry. His name is Louie. I love my daughter, so that's why she has a cat. But she bought me a t-shirt that's making me rethink this whole thing. She bought me a t-shirt for Father's Day that has a picture of a cat and it says, Cat Grandpa. <laughs> now, if it would have had like the play on words, like Cat Grandpa with like a little P-A-W, I would have burned it because that's just too far. But I showed our people that on Sunday. They're like, they're clapping. They love it because they know I'm not a cat person, okay? How'd you get, how did I get on that? I have no idea. Horses. In 1938, Olympian Jesse Owens, one of the greatest athletes our country has ever produced, he won four gold medals. But in 1938, because there was not a lot of men who could even keep up with him, he went to Twin Falls, Idaho and raced a horse. He raised horses for money. And he actually won a few times. Now, I don't know if you think you're fast, but if I line you up tonight against a horse, my money's on the horse. Say, would you bet? Yes, because it's a sure bet. It's not even gambling. We'll be playing the horses tonight. I'm just kidding. Can you imagine running track and you're smoking everybody and then a horse just comes by? Jeremiah, there's footmen, but it's going to get worse. There's horses, but I want you to look at the rest of the verse. It says here, if thou hast run with the footmen, they have wearied thee. How canst thou contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? The Jordan River was known in the Bible for overflowing its banks. You can find that in Joshua chapter 3, verse 15. You can find it in many other places in the Bible where the Jordan River overflowed its banks. When the Jordan River would overflow its banks, there was foliage, there was jungle, there was, there was uh, trees and everything, uh, thickets around the Jordan River. And so when it would overflow, it would cause the animals that lived there to come out. And the Bible mentions a specific animal that often came out. Look in your Bibles at Jeremiah chapter 49, please. Jeremiah chapter 49. Notice the, part the particular animal that oftentimes when the Jordan River overflowed would come out. Jeremiah chapter 49, look at verse 19. Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the swelling of Jordan against the habitation of the strong. Look at chapter 50, verse 44. Just a turn a page there and you'll see the same thing. 
Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the swelling of Jordan. Jeremiah, there's footmen. And you're already weary? There's horses coming. And now you're walking through the forest and you hear the roar of a lion. Wow. What's the message? Again, things are only going to get tougher. You either get brave and get busy or you get run over in the race. There be lions. Remember the story I told you at the beginning? There be lions. There was places where no one had gone except for the fact that somebody did go. Somebody braved the, the place where there were lions. Somebody went and said, you know what? No one else is going to do it, but it's not time to back down. It's time to be bold and it's time to be brave and do something. And I want to challenge you today. And I want to ask you today, are you brave enough? Are you brave enough? First message of youth conference. Are you brave enough to do what God tells you to do this week? Are you willing to go where there be lions, where there may be things there that no one has gone there, or no one wants to go there, or no one wants to make that sacrifice, or no one wants to do this for God because it's hard? Are you brave enough to go where there be lions? Will you do it? My daughter, I don't know if you've ever seen a lion in person. They're intimidating. My father-in-law has a stuffed one in his house that, that he shot. It's intimidating to look into its eyes. We went to the Niabi Zoo for the Covenant with my family in Illinois uh, a long time ago. My little daughter, we have four kids. We've got Titus, Zoe, Silas, and Kelly. And uh, my daughter, uh, Zoe, was little at the time, real small. She's eight now. And we went to the Niabi Zoo in Illinois, and they had a lion. And you could hear the lion roaring throughout the entire thing. It was impressive. And now we have a picture of my daughter walking up to the glass cage right there where the lion was laying down sleeping. Big mane, everything, big teeth right there. She's probably three years old and she's standing in front of it, staring at it, and she's wearing a zebra printed skirt. <laughs> Thought that was the greatest picture. Wonderful. Jeremiah, things are going to get tough. You better get brave. You better get brave. Can I ask you tonight, are you brave enough to answer the call of God, even if it means going where the lions are? Even if it means going to the Compton Californias, to the Oakland Californias, to the Detroit Michigans, to the Bangladesh, to wherever it may be, are you brave enough to say, you know what, no one else will do it, but I'll do it. You know why so many people miss out on God's will for their life? Fear. They're afraid to be, have any change in their life. They're afraid of, of missing out on something. They're afraid of taking any risk for God. They're afraid of stepping out by faith and not being able to see sometimes where their foot lands. And because of that fear, they miss out on so much of what God has for their life. I, I find it so funny. I, I was a youth pastor. I'm still a youth pastor. My group's here. And uh, for 15 years, for 17 years of my life, I've taught teenagers every week. Every week of my life. And I love it. I, I still love it. But I can't tell you in 17 years how many times I've seen a, 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 a freshman or a sophomore or a junior have these big plans. 
well, you know, one day I'm going to conquer India for Christ. One day I'm going to, you know, pastor a church like this and I'll run a college, might not be four times as big. You know, one day I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the first man on, on Mars. Or We have the, you, you know, these dreams, these, these big dreams. That's, I'm going to do this. I'm going to conquer. I'm going to go here when we're a junior and when we're a sophomore and when we're a freshman, but then senior year comes and panic sets in. And now it's, well, what are you going to do with your life now? You or who are going to go do all this stuff? I think I'm going to stay home for a year. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go just, I'm going to go to the local community college. Well, what are you going to study? I don't know yet. I'm just going to take some general courses. You know, get those out of the way. Just get those out of the way. How many times have we heard this stuff? What, what are we doing? We're delaying being brave. Instead of saying, I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm willing to take the step though. I'll never forget leaving Geneseo, Illinois. And again, that was my youth pastor right there for the Cobra and traveling 2,000 miles to a place I had never been to before, to be underneath the leadership of a pastor who I heard one time on tape. But I knew God had called me. I thank God that I did not chicken out. Are you brave enough to answer God's call? Are you brave enough to say yes? I'm glad that Hudson Taylor didn't play it safe. You know who Hudson Taylor is? That great power forward for the Lakers in the 60s? No, that's not who Hudson Taylor was. Some of you are like, and now I'm listening. Hudson Taylor, age 21, set foot in China. He went to places where missionaries had never gone before. He suffered. At one point, he lost his ability to walk. I've read his journals. I've read his story. Lost his wife. Lost a kid or two. But what did he do while he was there? He went to a place where there were lions, where no one else wanted to go. But you know what he did? He started 205 mission stations. He encouraged 840 missionaries to go to the 840 missionaries to go to the field. He saw 125,000 converts. Wow. I'm glad he went where there be lions. Amy Carmichael, famous gambler online. No, Amy Carmichael, and see what you say, why are you saying all that? Because it's amazing to me how we know all the names of that K-pop band, but we don't know the heroes of the faith sometimes. Amy Carmichael, great woman of God, did not play it safe. She was called to missions while she was pondering the words in her quiet time, go ye. She was just thinking about that and she said, I should just go. And she did. She went. In 1895, she set foot in India and she stayed there 55 years till she died, rescuing children from corruption and temple prostitution and other things of that nature. She wrote 35 books. 35 books. She went where there be lions. William Carey, you know the name William Carey, probably father of modern missions. Missionary to India, served for 40 years. In a fire, he lost every bit of work he had done for 12 years. And he kept plodding along. He kept going where no one was. And I tell you, he said a great thing. You probably have heard this quote before. He said, attempt great things for God, expect great things from God. That's a man who went where the lions were, who said that. 
I'm going to say a quote to you here, but I'm going to change the word from confidence to bravery. Bravery is going after Moby Dick in a rowboat, a rowboat and bringing tartar sauce. <laughs> bravery is going after Moby Dick in a rowboat and bringing tartar sauce. Say, so what are you talking about? I'm talking about challenging you. Every single one of you, no matter if you're the shyest person, you wouldn't know this, I am an introvert. I don't like crowds that much. <laughs> God's called me to pastor. But I tell you that, that you, no matter who you are in here, I want to challenge you to be brave enough to do what God calls you to do this week. And I promise you, he will speak to you this week. I promise you he will. God called me to Long Beach. I remember saying, God, I will go anywhere for you. Please don't call me to Los Angeles. And he didn't call me to LA. He called me to LB. I'm in Long Beach, a couple miles from Los Angeles. And I love it. It's where God wants me. Is it always safe? It's safe because that's where God wants me. That's why it's safe. But somebody's got to go. It's not for everyone because there be lions. But I cannot imagine what I would have missed out on with these incredible young people here from our church and the incredible people from our church and the people that have been saved if I would have said no. It's too scary because there might be lions there. Someone said a ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. I'll tell you a story and I'm done. There is a tribe in southern Kenya called the Maasai tribe. The Maasai tribe, if you are part of that tribe, when you are 10, 11, 12, 13 years of age, there is a rite that you have to go through if you want to be declared a man. As a young man, you have to go on a lion hunt. And what that means is they don't take a bazooka. They don't take a machine gun. It's not like, okay, grab your AK-47. Let's go look at the lion. That's not what they do. They take a spear and a shield made of animal skin. And get this, this is what they do. They go out with a group of these warriors. I told this story at a church on Sunday. They go out with this group of warriors and they surround a lion, a real one, not the cartoon ones or whatever, you know a real lion in the field, in the bush, and they begin to tighten the circle on that lion. And sooner or later, here's what will happen. The lion will see that he has no way out, get scared, and charge one of them. And so the person that gets charged by the lion, they are taught to grab their, spear, their shield, to hunker down, put their shield over them, and let the lion attack them. And the other people will come in and kill the lion. Now, nowadays, they don't kill the lion because they're trying to save the lions. But I tell you what, you want to talk about becoming a man. What's the option there? They say, hey, it's your time to go hunt the lion. You either do or you don't. You either decide, I'm going to do it no matter what it takes, or I won't. There are people that have lived with scars, little scars on their body for the rest of their life because of the lion hunt. I want to encourage you to decide to be brave. You regret missing out because of fear. You look back in Thanksgiving when you have decided to be brave. I want you to take your booklet out. Everybody right now, take your booklet out if you would, please. I want you to do one thing. I'm going to pray. If you have a booklet, I want you to take it out. Turn it to the first page of notes. You may have been taking notes already. I don't know. But on that first page of notes, what I want you to do 
is write four words. I want you to write, are you brave enough? In big letters. Are you brave enough? Question mark. What I want you to do is I want you to listen to Brother McKay in a moment. I want you to listen to Brother Coburnat. I want you to listen to Pastor Treber and whoever else is preaching this week. And whatever God speaks to you about in their messages, at the end of this week, maybe Wednesday night, maybe Thursday morning, after God has spoken to you about something, I want you to go back and answer that question in your booklet. Are you brave enough to go where there be lions? You can say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way, and be glad for the rest of your life that you did. Or you can live in fear and say, maybe later. Who will go where there be lions? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.